Hello everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 216. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today, talking about video games. Uh, we're largely going to be talking about PCFX stuff again this week, just because that's still the project I'm working on, so obviously that's kind of absorbing a chunk of my life here. Uh, but we do have other stuff to talk about, so, so don't worry too much about that. And next week, we probably won't talk about PCFX much. Um, the reason being, though is because I will actually be out of town uh, during that weekend. So I won't, won't get the chance to record a podcast. So I'll be recording a podcast tonight as like a preemptive podcast that will go up that week. Um, so look forward to, to that. It is It will not include game talk or, or, or other games I'm playing or news talk because that's obviously kind of contextual based off time. Uh, so there's like a particular topic that I've kind of built that episode around. It's been a while since I've done one of those because I haven't really been traveling because, you know, things happen in 2020. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of what I've been playing, though, uh, I went down, went ahead and replayed Chip Chan Kick. If you remember a while ago, I actually streamed through Chip Chan Kick. It's like a arcade kind of single screen pla- action platformer where you have like this character that you go around, you, like throw these little like Puyo Puyo looking things to smack enemies and stun them. Then you kick them. And then if you like chain the enemies together and there's that kick animation, um, you get like additional points and things like that. It's a very fun like arcade game. It's probably one of those popular games on the PCFX in the West because it is something that's very approachable. You know, it's a very simple game it's just jump and throw that that little puyo um and and it also has like a nice aesthetic to it i think it's personally you know i, I like the game um i think it's a little dull is that i don't really feel like it really makes a strong use of the pcfx's um feature set in a lot of ways so so i feel a little like eh, you know this is this is fine it feels like a game that like if you're desperate to find something on the pcfx that you could consider to be something along the lines of like what's on the pc engine in terms of like an import uh gem or something like that it feels like something that that kind of fits that particular need and that's something that i never really felt much with the pcfx so it kind of feels a fulfills a need that i don't particularly need or want that much but it's still fun again fun i've had i played it two players it's a, it's a good fun little thing and, and enjoyable game. Um, anyways, the, the reason why I was playing it again was a couple of reasons. One is I had some gameplay in the, um, the, the PCFX video that I'm doing and I only had it from my stream. So I wanted to get some local gameplay recording. And one thing I also wanted to do was play through the game on hard. And the reason being is that if you play like Kishin Zenki or Battle Heat on hard, you actually get different ending credits. And I think that's, not the case with Chip Chan Kick. After I played through it, I think everything is the same. The the, the difficulty probably just affects like your score and things like that. Um, but I don't know for sure. Um, the reason being is that like halfway through the credits, the disc will air out for me because I'm burning a copy of that game because I'm not paying whatever abhorrent amount of money that is to get Chip Chan Kick these days. Uh, so so I had some issues with it like reading the disc. Um, so I don't know if there's any like post-credit stuff. And there's also the kind of the, the, the side of it of like, I was actually kind of cheating my way through the hard mode. If you if you watch the last stream on the final boss, what I did was I plugged a second controller in. So it allowed me to continue, uh, you know, basically to go through the, the, the levels without having to restart them, which is something that when you just like play single player, it will reset the board you're on if you, if you die uh, or lose all your lives. So when you have two players plugged in, you can just keep going on that board. And so it allows you to kind of like brute force your way through bosses. So maybe the game's checking for continues deaths, or maybe you need a certain high score to get some kind of special ending. I don't know if there even is a special ending, but I just kind of was curious to see if, if beating it on hard, at least would have, would have unlocked that. As far as I could tell, there was nothing, but again, the disc aired out like halfway through the credits. So maybe there's something else special at the end that I, that I did not see, but either way, chip chain kick. It's a, it's a fun game. If you're going to play PCFX, I think, Putting time in a chip chan kick for like an hour or two, 
it's a great great time to to burn especially if you have like a friend that you're, you're checking out the pcfx with you should definitely sit down and play that but again it just doesn't really to me it reads more that is a is a game that would show up on pretty much any other platform obviously a lot of what the pcfx pcfx does you could do on any other platform it's just a matter of you know the, the type of audience I was focused on, which is part of what this video is about. It's just like, hey, the PCFX, maybe not particularly unique in what it does, but it was kind of unique in its focus on what it was doing. So, or rather the execution of its focus, I guess. So um, the other PCFX game I played and I beat this one was uh, Tokimeki Card Paradise. Um, this is, if you haven't heard of this game before, it is a card game on the PCFX, uh, but it is one of the adult titles. So as you may expect, being a card game, it is basically a strip card game. So you basically play these games with these ladies. And then if you win around, then you basically uh, get, they, they strip a little bit of their clothes off and eventually they strip their whole, whole top off at some point. So, so there is nudity in this game. Um, but I actually kind of ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Um, the reason why I think is a couple things. One is, you know, despite the card games in here being very common, like, like blackjack, poker, um, uh, uh, speed and, what was the last one? Uh, Old Maid. Old Maid is kind of garbage in this game. All these card games are actually kind of not great versions of these card games, probably. But but they're very playable. And like as somebody who has not played those card games in a long time, like having a very specific reason to interact with them on the PCFX was kind of a nice way to interact with it. And like the aesthetics of the game is very much in that PCFX style with like this really highly detailed sprite art as the characters like kind of you know, sit in the background of the, of the the board. The cards have like some cute backgrounds to the, the actual cards themselves. It's like a uh, like witch on a uh, in front of a moon one that I really like. Um, so, so they're pretty cute cards. The, the, the faces of the cards are the normal cards. They're just, you know, like, you know, diamonds, hearts, all that stuff. Um, and it just has like really relaxing music too. I think it's a really, really chill music overall. Um, but, you know, as somebody who is probably fairly desensitized to nudity and stuff at this point, you know, what you're seeing in here is is very just like, OK, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's there. Um, and, and it's not like particularly great art either. I, I saw I actually looked at somebody's review of this game and uh, they called it like the biggest piece of, uh, of Kuso Gay on the PCFX, which is like the biggest piece of shit video game kind of thing if you want to be uh, crude about it. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's not a good game. I will say it's, it, it, it's fine. It, I think for the price, I think it was like originally like almost a hundred bucks to buy it, you know, probably would have been a, a pretty big ripoff. But as somebody who burned a copy of the game for free, I think it's like fun little thing to check out. Um, buying it now is like 200 bucks. So do not buy a pop copy of this unless you're really going for like collector status well i say 200 dollars. i should be noted that like pcfx online buying is all over the place sometimes I, I i was actually on we'll talk about it in a little bit i was on yahoo auctions japan do it getting up to my business <laughs> um, and and in yahoo auctions japan like i saw like sparkling feather listed for 20 dollars, which is about what i paid for it in japan and also listed for 150 dollars. and as far as i could tell the 150 dollars one wasn't sealed or anything so i was just like why the heck is this 150 but like first kiss story was listed on ebay for like 90 bucks when i first looked into it and then when i was in japan it was like 25 dollars. and i think vink got it for me for me at the time even less than that so pcfx pricing is a nightmare uh for used copies uh anyways but you know whatever the case 
this game, uh, I think it was like a fun little thing to just like kind of mess with like two to three hours. It's basically like a date mode in the game. And I think that's the only mode that's really worth looking at. There's a free play, I guess, if you really are desperate to get more value out of the game. But but in the date mode, um, basically what you do is there's five, five uh, women and you... Uh, it randomly selects a game for you and then you you choose the first uh lady that you fight against or play cards against and then after that it just kind of randomly selects people after the after that so um you play the card game and then in between uh these 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 matches you get these animated sequences that play and <clears throat> as somebody who um i don't know like i i st- when it comes to like sex in 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 in, in games and anime and 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 really in any any content right any media right um, I definitely try to kind of separate out the the sexual element of it um, in, a, in a way that's just like the raw, like, <clears throat> I don't really want to come on this podcast and just be like, oh, ho, 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 guess what I saw in this video game kind of thing, right? That's just not really, A, like, I've, I've talked about it before, I'm just not really, I may or may not be asexual, I don't really care um, either way. Um, and, and the other thing is just like, I, I kind of like thinking about sexual content in the context of what it adds to a game rather than just being like, well, how horny is it kind of thing, right? Um, And in the case of this game, I think it's more about definitely the teasing nature of it, of just like the characters have their own personalities and how they kind of tease you with the different strips vary per character. So even though it's you only spend a very short period of time with the character, you do get some kind of sense of personality um, um, out of it. And And I am somebody who does kind of appreciate and like a, a longer form media, if they do like present sex in that, like when you when you have a character that their personality traits are represented in kind of the the um, more sexual elements of somebody's relationship, right? It's not just the raw okay, here's a naked body kind of thing. It's it's about how these characters interact with each other during these scenes and, and what that portrays about them, what you learn about those characters through that. Um, obviously again, this game does not really have that depth, but I do think if you want to like pull anything from it, you know, each character kind of has their own little thing that they do when they tease you about stripping and things like that. Um, um, so I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, it's not something you have to play, but if you're just like, if you're, if you're on the, I'm going to just burn a bunch of discs for the PCFX train like I am right now for games that I'm just like, I will never own these because this strip card game is probably $250. <laughs> like, I think it's worth just sitting down and looking at for a little bit. So I had fun with it. Um, we'll see if I ever do anything with that. I think, I think there will probably be like an English guide video about it, but it's so accessible. You, you, most of it, the menus are even in English. Um, but it's just something that like it's, it's it's ridiculously accessible. So, if you if you want something on the PCFX, you absolutely can play without any Japanese. There you go. That's the game. Do you want to spend the time on it? That's up to you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, speaking of burning games, actually, one thing I finally ch- checked, which I, I I went years and years never bothering to check this. Um, my PlayStation One, when I was a kid, I bought uh, Dragon Ball Z's games for it in Japanese because I didn't know any better. Um, and so I had like three Dragon Ball Z games that were Japanese and um, a US PS, PS1. If you didn't know, the, the original PlayStation is a region-locked console. So I was never able to play it or wasn't able to play it for a set period of time. Um, anyways, the but the the ultimate i don't know how i convinced my parents into it but eventually they decided to 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 take it to a game store and get it modified so i could play import games and those were like my first three import games probably i bought them at a local store but those are probably my first three import games for the for the playstation one thing that i always suspected is that chip the chip installed on my ps1 probably would just play burned games in general but i never really 
tried it. The first time I really thought about this was when the Police Knots fan translation came out. And I was like, what if I burned a copy of Police Knots for the PlayStation and played it on my PlayStation? Um, and I never really got around to actually trying that. Um, so what I did is um, I, I would like to someday do some stuff on Inti Create stuff. And, and one of those things I want to look at is a uh, speed power gun bike, which is one of their, their, I think might be their first title, but one of their early PlayStation one games at the very least. Um, and that game has gotten very expensive. Uh, another one of those cases where if you, I think like last time I looked on eBay, it was like 200 bucks. I was like, nope, nope, not, not paying any money for that unless they re-release it. Sony, if you give me the option to buy it, I will, I will, I will buy it. Um, but anyways, so I went ahead and burned a copy and put it in my PS1 and Hey, it works. I'm not too surprised, but I just was like, I thought it was kind of funny that I went from like the year of 1998 to, all the way up to 2021, never really knowing if it would play burned copies, and then finally putting a burned copy of a game in that PS1 and be like, okay, it works. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Outside of burning games, getting back to the PCFX a bit, um, I did have some Merkai uh, coupons, which is basically like a online retailer in Japan. I don't know if they have local stores. I assume they might, but uh, I, don't, I don't know for sure. Um, but I had some coupons. I think it was like a $30 off coupons or, or $20 off and a $10 off coupon. Um, so I had to like technically put it on separate orders or whatever. Um, but I, I did go ahead and buy a couple PCFX games that I saw that were, were relatively affordable and even more so once I applied those coupons onto it. Um, one being Wakusei Little Cats was like a strategy RPG for the PCFX. I've actually read a bit about um, Kamimi's post on these. On, on Wakusei specifically, and she did not love it at the time. Um, so, so there, maybe there's a chance that, that she doesn't love it, or that, that, that I won't love it either. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. You guys know me, my, my tastes kind of, if, if there's something I can grasp onto, like, this is the very cool thing about this video game, I'll definitely, uh, check it out. But that doesn't, like, it's not a complete guarantee. Sparkling Feather is a game that I'm like, I want to love Sparkling Feather, but like the actual implementation is a little rough <laughs> in terms of, of 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 how it handles its mechanics and the the moment to moment gameplay of that game and how fun it is. Um, so 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 yeah. The other game I got was Voice Paradise. This is something I actually burned and tried a little bit. This game seems pretty dang dense and uh and uh like trying to figure out what. I need to do in it. it. It it did not give you a lot of information up front, and it seems pretty wide open in a very first kiss story kind of way, where it's like a bunch of different things you can choose on each day to go do it, depending on where you go. That kind of determines who you see and things like that. Um, so a real amount of commitment will be needed to really sit down and figure that one out. The weird thing about Voice Paradise is that my understanding, Voice Paradise, as maybe implied by the name, is about the voice actors, and I think there's actually a reversible cover that replaces the anime girls on the front with the voice actors on on the cover instead. I did not hear a single bit of voice acting <laughs> in the copy I burned. So maybe it's a story thing. Maybe they've lost their voices or something, and that comes back. But it's just so weird that uh, that, that this game about voice acting spends the first like 30 minutes that I that I could see at least. Without any voice acting, at least. I, I don't recall seeing any, but maybe there's like some of the opening video that I can't remember. Either way, I picked it up because it was fairly cheap. So I was like, sure, why not? I have this coupon, go ahead and do it. And the other thing I included in that purchase, um, and this is really why I used those coupons in the first place, because um, I was like, well, I have to ship a bunch of stuff anyways. Um, I bought uh, Team Innocent uh, character and mech uh, concept sheets, basically. So, so Team Innocent being a PCFX game, if you haven't seen, I did a video about it. It's a very like survival horror kind of uh, PCFX game in kind of the style of Alone in the Dark. Um, what would eventually be the style of Resident Evil. Resident Evil came out a year or so later, I think, or a couple years later, maybe. Um, and 
And I, I went ahead and bought those character sheets and things like that. I think it is like the private idol sheets where it's probably just like an internal copy that an employee had that was like photocopied. Like, like that's the impression I get, you know, maybe it's just some dude who's selling photocopy things of these, like these, these art things that he has for way too much money. Um, but, but that's the impression I get on, on, in terms of how, like what these are being sold at is that their internal reference sheets, somebody had printed out for them and they're basically photocopied art that they put in a packet. So it's like, okay, here's all our characters. Here are all our mechs. Check out this art. Cool, 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 cool. Um, probably, I think, I, I think I paid like 50 bucks for it. Probably more then I probably should pay for that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know if the original art's going to ever show up. And if it does show up, what will the price even be? So I, I, I don't even know. Um, either way, that is something that I've purchased and it is, it is, it is, it has been charged out of my wallet. So whether I regret it or not, not a thing anymore. I will scan them as soon as I get them though and, and upload them to archive.org as I did with the private idol ones, if you didn't see those as well. Um, and that's pretty much it for PCFX stuff. Um, there were very little news stories this week that I really wanted to talk about. Um, there's two things really that I had any thoughts on, and uh, I probably won't have a ton to say about these directly, at least. Um, one being the Battlefield Portal. Um, this is basically a part of the EA EA late E3 show kind of thing they did, um, and I didn't really get anything out of that show that I was like, I'm not a big Dead Space fan, so so I I, I just kind of looked at it like, all right. You could do another Dead Space, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, and then the Battlefield Portal thing, it was hard to say how excited I would be about that. If you didn't look at the trailer, it basically is just like, hey, you're, we're going to give you all this content from all the different battlefields, from all the different eras. So World War One, World War II, uh, you know, you know, modern, future, all that stuff. And then we're going to to allow you to like mix and match them onto like a map. So like there's one mode they showed where it's like four like modern military soldiers fighting against like a bunch of, like I think 60 World War One uh, soldiers kind of thing in, in like a mode. So it seems like it's basically like a a mode where they let you kind of combine different rule sets and make your own kind of play styles and things like that. Uh, I don't know what the execution of that's going to look like in reality of like you know, how accessible something like that, what does that look like even in terms of like how you surface those modes to the to players in a way that's like a meaningful way rather than just like a server list, you know, basically. Um, so, so I'm curious to see how that actually works in execution. Um, but I, the concept is at least very cool. Um, one thing they leaned really heavily on in the trailer for some reason is, I think it was one of, one of the battlefields, the medic has... Um, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, like shock pads or whatever, you know, you know, kind of shock people back to life, usually to restart a heartbeat kind of thing. Um, and apparently in that, in that one battlefield game or something, you could use the shock pads to shock other people and do damage to them kind of thing. And this trailer, they like really went in deep, like, Hey, you can have a mode where you are all shock pad guys shocking people, or you can have a mode where it's just a bunch of shock pad guys shoot, fighting a bunch of knife guys. And it's like, okay, really like the shock pads. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it just looks like a neat, thing in general i just i just don't know what the execution of that looks like and in, in reality if that is that is that something that matters or is it just something that the most hardcore battlefield fans will appreciate and find those modes that they think are interesting and unique versus like the larger player base kind of thing right i think it's called the battlefield portal i assume it's a part of the new battlefield and 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 not like some separate thing but i did not look that deep into it unfortunately but anyways Otherwise, I don't have anything else to say about the EA thing. Uh, no More Heroes 3 had like an overworld trailer. If you if you know, if you heard me talk about No More Heroes 3 lately, I think most of what I've said is that I'm not really watching these trailers at this point because I feel good about 
that game. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to try to play it as soon as I can towards launch just because I like that series a lot. Um, despite my grief with, with most of them actually, uh, since the first one. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting because this one is kind of going back to the no more heroes one overworld where you have the big overworld. You kind of go around, um, but being a, a switch exclusive for now, <laughs> it definitely is very similar to that original game of just like this overworld is completely empty, dead also runs at like half the frame rate of the rest of the game and kind of looks like a mess <laughs> in terms of resolution. Um, I don't mind that personally, but but it is one of those things just like, oh boy, I assume this is going to come to PS4, or well, I would think PS4 potentially, depending depending on how this generation goes, I assume we're going to be stuck with a lot of these like PS4 cross-generational cross, cross PS5 games kind of thing for a while now. Um, and and I would assume we'll eventually see this on other consoles that will probably be able to handle that stuff better. Um, but for now on the Switch, it it, de- it definitely looks real rough. But that's oh that's okay. That's fine. That's it's, as long as the game plays well. That's that's all it really needs. And the overworld itself is not really if it's anything like the first one. There's not a lot going on in there. There's very little going on in the trailer at the very least. Uh, music in the trailer is really good though. Um, I also took a little bit of time to go back and look at some of the Travis Strikes Again stuff, uh, just because I was kind of curious. I was like, I don't remember any of the bosses from Travis Strikes Again very well, but when I look at their designs, man, I, I really like their designs in those the Travis Strikes Again, but I think it's just like the character execution was really poor. Admittedly, Travis Strikes Again is like more of a spinoff release. It's not like a, a full, it's not No More Heroes 3, um, but I, uh, I like... I like what those characters look like and even some of the presentational videos of like the when they're introduced are really good. I like the the, the first one like the Electro Sparkman or something. It's like the the dad just sitting in his house kind of thing and then he like goes and like uses an axe to rip his, his wall down and then gets into his like Electro Spark suit. I think that's that's kind of neat. But when I when I went and look at like the actual dialogue that Travis has with them as characters, it's just so flat. There's just not a lot going on there unfortunately. Um, and I feel like that was true for No More Heroes 2 as well. No More Heroes 1 is really the one that I feel like had a lot of personality. And I think a lot of that to me, and I, I know I always complain about this, but a lot to that to me is just, you know, I think Travis was just a better character to reflect off of in that first game because there's a lot more going on with him as a character. Where now he just has this this beat of just like, I'm the seasoned assassin and I am, I, I love the gamer kind of thing, which is definitely a part of the original game, but he's also more of a dumbass. So I won't get into it. I know I've complained about that over and over and over again about with Travis specifically. And I really hope No More Heroes 3, you know, you, you really can't go back on what Travis is at, at this point. Um, but I hope they find some kind of new, new bit to add to him to make him feel like a more exciting character. And one that's more interesting to converse with, I feel like is, is I think the big thing. Um, Cause I don't, I think right now he just kind of, comes off as just very like on his high horse kind of thing but doesn't really have like in the original game where a lot of times he'd be on his high horse but then like he'd get his legs kicked out from under him kind of thing i don't really think you get that nearly as much anymore um it actually kind of made me go back and look at the original trailer for travis strikes again uh because aesthetically that trailer is actually kind of interesting and looks a lot in line with the original no more heroes trailer in terms of lighting uh character detail was a very different thing though the original no more heroes trailer doesn't have a lot of good character models in it admittedly it's all like cg pre-rendered stuff kind of thing so it's not like actual you know gameplay or actual in-engine stuff as far as we can tell at least um but but yeah, aesthetically, those, those, those trailers feel very similar to me. 
in terms of, of visuals. I actually saw some people, and I don't know if this is in relation to No More Heroes 3 coming up or if it's just like the right timing or what, but I saw people talking about uh, Blood Plus, which is also a, a, it's like a manga and anime series, but there was a PS2 game in the Blood Plus series that was like uh, from Grasshopper and it has a very like Killer 7 aesthetic and just like looking at it like being up to 1080p and stuff like that and just how well that style has aged. Killer 7 in general, I think also just looks really good. Like one of the things I like a lot about Killer 7 is just like, the distortion of lines between, um, you know, like the floors and the walls and things like that. You know, admittedly, they kind of had the, uh, the the benefit of being on rails, right? So they didn't really have to define those things because the character moved on a set path. Uh, but I, I I do like the look of that game a lot, and I'm I'm kind of glad it's it's still unique in its aesthetics in a lot of ways. So. Let it like speaking of Grasshopper and 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 and, and one thing I I was thinking about when I was watching all this stuff was uh, and why why Uncle Death is back over here with me in the video version. Uh, I really want to sit down and kind of watch the the Let It Die story. I know there's not a lot of story, but I actually liked Let It Die quite a bit. Uh, the problem I ran into with Let It Die, which if you don't know what that is, is like a kind of a people explain it at the time as like a dark souls kind of game in terms of its mechanics where it's like, you know, kind of slow trudging stamina management, you know, very specific animation pacing and making sure you like attack enemies within a, a particular window to make sure you're not, you know, leaving yourself vulnerable and things like that. Um, it was very much in that style, but it was like, had like kind of a randomized element to it. Um, and also like you, you kind of like lose your character and have to build your character back up again and things like that. Um, Anyways, uh, but, but but that game, I, I, I really like that game, actually. The the biggest problem I ran into, though, is that I just, at some point, I hit, like, a wall in terms of difficulty, and unfortunately, it being a free-to-play game, and I think I see, I feel very similar to, like, some arcade games this way, too, where it's, like, once I hit a wall and the game's, and I know the game is asking potentially for me to ask money, or potentially asking me to pay for, for something, I always begin to doubt the game's balance, and I'm like, then eh, you know, they're probably just wanting to get money from me. And 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 I don't know if that's the case to let it die. Maybe I did something wrong. I'm sure you can play that game, you know, completely free. But like, does it make sense to play through it completely free, right? In terms of time management and things like that. Um, and I just kind of ran into a wall where like, I just really couldn't find a way to get my gear in shape to, to keep progressing at a reasonable pace. Uh, I remember like a large portion of my playthrough being spent on like two floors. And I was only like, I think I was on like the floor 30 something, like low 30s. And just like, there's no way I'm pushing through this. And I think it's just like the unfortunate reality of free-to-play stuff sometimes, uh, especially like a progression-based free-to-play game. But I, I do want to sit down and like kind of finish watching the story stuff because I, I, at this point, I don't think I'll ever go back and finish it. And I doubt there's a lot there story-wise, but aesthetically, it's got a really nice presentation and story. A lot of really fun characters that you just didn't really get to see a lot of because it was so spread out, un un unfortunately. But Grasshopper, I like your games. I wish I liked the writing a bit, be a bit better. I almost said a bitch better. <laughs> uh, a bit better. Um, but, you know, it. it I, I kind of get their shtick. I just kind of wish they... It feels like they're trapped in like 2009 to me in terms of their writing. And I, I kind of wish it would move forward. But, you know, I always say that kind of thing. Um, I also watched a, a bit of uh, Skyward Sword. I actually watched um, the guy that I, I watch Ocarina of Time speedruns from, uh, ZFG. If you know Ocarina of Time stuff, you know, you probably know ZFG. He's probably, if not the most popular Ocarina of Time speedrunner, one of the most popular. Um, and uh, I watched him play a bit of the Skyward Sword HD game. And 
it looks nice. It, it looks like it's they really cleaned it up visually. I also saw like Digital Foundry did a, a pretty good comparison piece that showed a bit more about like what Nintendo actually tweaked because it's not just like a rendering up at a higher resolution. They actually changed how like some of the effects work and things like that to better fit uh, the higher resolution so it didn't look as 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 weird as as if you just like upscale it directly. Um, one thing that does seem like a pain is that the motion controls apparently are a little bit worse in this game. And, and it makes sense once you think about it because uh, it uses the gyroscope for controls. This is what the Wii did as well with the Wii Motion Plus. So very similar technology on the inside. I think potentially probably better gyroscopes in the, the, the Switch Joy-Con. But the problem is, is that the Wii had a sensor bar. So like sometimes the Wii had the ability to tell kind of the fact that it was pointing at a TV when you're pointing at the screen. So when you're like using a bow or if you had to point at the screen for any reason, um, the, the game would be able to kind of recenter itself where with the, with the Joy-Con, you don't have that kind of functionality built in where it can tell the TV is. So you, you have to just kind of like manually reset the, the, the Joy-Con kind of thing. Uh, ZFG, which I was watching is only using button controls, which people seem to be okay on button controls. They don't seem to love it, but it's, it makes sense given what they are trying to do. Um, in terms of that game originally and, and trying to map essentially motion controls onto a, a controller. Um, but, but it looks, it looks nice. The, the big thing that, that I'm kind of held up on at this point, I don't remember if I mentioned this on last week's podcast, um, is apparently hero modes not, uh, unlocked, um, from the beginning, which is something that I, I kind of feel like should be the case. If you're, if you're selling a game, that's probably going to be rebought by a bunch of people. I kind of feel like you should just go ahead and unlock hero mode for people who just want to jump right into that. Cause that's definitely the biggest appeal for me. Returning back to Skyward Sword was hero mode, uh, playing that with higher damage, no, no heart drops. And I think that's a game that's actually very much structured to be uh, benefited by that because there are kind of like the, the, the town kind of acts as a central hub and you're kind of intended to kind of go back up to the town frequently, I feel like. Um, and, and if you have like, you have to like pace out potions and things like that. I think that's like a cool, a cool thing that you have to like do for resource management, shield durability and things like that as well. Uh, unfortunately, just the base game itself doesn't really chart challenge you in a way that you really have to utilize those, those materials. I feel like usually, and so I always want to kind of spend more time with that. I also would like try to probably skip the Hylian shield, um, just to, uh, you know, get past the, uh, dur or, or to continue to interact with the durability mechanics. I feel like once you get rid of the durability, that kind of gets rid of some of the tension that comes with blocking. Cause as long as, if, if you fail to, 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 to parry with your shield, um, it would, uh, just kind of knock you back a little bit. It wouldn't like do damage to your shield where if the normal shield, if you fail to parry your shield would take damage and eventually would break. So, so some, some things like that, but the reality is, is that this game apparently does a lot of really nice stuff in terms of, uh, just making the game a lot easier to play. Um, there's a lot more optional text rather than a lot of forced tutorial text. It sounds like, and, um, there's also the ability to like do, do cutscene skips, but I think at this point it's been so long, I probably would rewatch the cutscenes if I ever revisited it. Um, there's also fast text as well. So if you like press the A button during a text box, it will like speed it up. But it's kind of weird because, well, it's not really weird. I've seen other games do this too, where it's like the animations that are playing out on the screen are actually tied to the, to the box. So they won't actually let you speed through the text until the animation or the character like plays out entirely. So it's like this kind of weird, like stop and go on how often you can kind of do those, those, uh, text skips. So I don't know. I would, I would really like to revisit Skyward Sword someday. And I never hundred percented it because I was like, actually want to hundred percent this on hero mode instead. Um, I'm really hoping that they patch in the ability to do hero mode from the start. Um, because if they do do that and they drop the price of the game from the full retail price, 
I probably will 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 give it a go and pick it up. Um, it is a long game, though. I wish Zelda games were not as long as they are, to be honest. For some reason, since, like, Twilight Princess, there's just been, like, this desire to make them these incredibly hefty quests, which I feel like they shouldn't be. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just, you know, as, as an adult, I'm just like, oh, the less... The more you can do within the less time, the better for me. Just like shove it all in there, make that that experience satisfying as is, and, and kind of leave it at that. Anyways, I have no idea how long this podcast is because I had to start over at some point. So hopefully it's a it's a satisfying length this week. Uh, I was a little scrappy on what kind of stuff I was going to bring onto the the, the show. To kind of let you know where the PCFX video stuff is at this point, um, and I don't know how much I've really talked about this in in in. in it, all at once kind of thing. I'm sure I've talked about this in bits and pieces, but really what, what, what we're looking at here at the moment is, um, about five videos. Probably. Um, there is a central video that is more like a standard feature video in terms of length, size, editing, and things like that. And that will probably be what is considered like the, 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 the main featured video that comes out. Um, uh, and it's really just like a, a, a software overview of the PCFX, kind of the approach I take to Japanese games in general, but also also the PCFX specifically because it is, is a system that is basically only Japanese outside of the few fan translations out there. Um, and, the, and a lot of the, the elements of PCFX games are ones that are challenging to approach as a Westerner because they are very story-based, very character-based, very, very mechanics-based, things like that. Um, so, so that is kind of the, the core video. And that is basically, I got like nine minutes of it done. The last 10 minutes I, or the last one minute of it is basically just figuring out how I'm going to actually put out these videos properly and making sure I explain that correctly so people know what to follow up on if they want to. I also need to put some plugs in there for a couple people as well. Um, and then there's also a bunch of smaller videos that are anywhere between like one to three minutes long. Um, and these are like individual video guides. If you, if you're in the discord group or you are on the PCFX Facebook, you probably might've seen it where I posted a battle heat video, very similar to that. I did re-record the audio for the battle heat one specifically, but generally that video is the same. Um, and there's about currently, let me think of it. There's this, there's one, two, three. I think there's four done right now of that. One of them, I, I want to absolutely pair with one. So if, even if I release three at the start, there may be four just because I need to pair it with another. And then there's um, one more that I'm working on with somebody. That one's I got the one, one I got to work on this week and really get out of the way and finish. And then I have one other one that I need to do on my own. I think before I said this was going to be Sparkling Feather, it's probably not going to be Sparkling Feather. The reason being is that um, the the collaboration what I'm doing is in Makando Z, which is uh, an RPG. So I was like, let me get some more variety in there because, because right now it's basically... Fighting, visual novel, um, um, another fighting, RPG, card game, Tokimeki Card Paradise specifically. We talked about it earlier, thought, yes. And then also, and also, um, Ojo-san, which is like a maze game kind of thing. So for the diversity's sake, I think I'm going to switch out Sparkling Feather for Ojo-san and leave Makendo Z as like kind of the main RPG for that. Um, I will have to go like a harder focus on on RPGs and and the more like visual novel style content on the system because that's where the the, the, the bulk of the content is and I don't want to like just do a bunch of like really accessible stuff up front and then like the back half be like okay guys here's where it gets you know thick and dense in Japanese your your waist high and this muddy kanji that's gonna like be hard for you to get through I want to kind of mix stuff in a bit more um, but at the very least there will be three to four other videos posted at once. So you can see why this is maybe a lot of work of there basically being 
technically like five videos in total that are going up and I'm making some additional videos as well that probably will come out in the additional weeks after that the pacing after that of when they come out is a whole other thing so that is kind of the scenario there and those little guide videos I will say are not really intended to be like reviews or or anything like that they're like strictly supposed to be here's this thing here's what it is can you play it yes no if you're gonna be able to play it what do you have to do to play it how challenging is that going to be? Um, I don't really know if that would be considered content for people. But it's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so, so yeah. And then uh, and then once I'm done with those, I will be moving on to to figuring out what I'm doing after that. I think I have a couple things in mind that I want to do. Um, but I got to figure out exactly when and where I'm going to place those things. And how much work they're going to take. So, that is the sitch. The situation. Um... That's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlBoard.com is the website. Because of all those things I'm working on, there's probably not going to be any kind of short-term content in the near future. As I mentioned, or I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, actually, I will not be here. Well, I did mention that I will not be here next weekend. I will not be here Thursday night. So that means stream has moved from 7 p.m. Thursday to Wednesday, 7 p.m. So if you want to finish, see the end of Elibits, you want to review Elibits with us, come on Wednesday at 7 p.m., um, if you need to get your impressions on Elibits to me ahead of time because you can't make it, feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter or, you know, Discord, whatever you want to do. Um, and then we'll probably have to play something else in addition because I don't think Elibits is going to last the entire stream. Um, and then, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just leave it at that. And then this podcast happens. And then there'll be that other podcast that's not based on any, like, current, current happenings coming out, typical podcast time next week as well. That's it though. Thanks for coming. OneControllBoard.com is the website. Uh, I keep forgetting, but hey, if you want to give me any money for any reason, uh, the coffee is still up and, and, and running. Um, so if you want to give, donate so we can play Get Active Life Challenge for the Wii and play some of that on stream, it will be a separate stream. It won't be, it won't replace the existing stream, I will say that. So if you want to get a, bo it's kind of like a bonus stream thing too, I guess, in some ways. So if you want to get a bonus stream in, then you can also do that. Um, and then also I thought coffee was saying that they were going to introduce a monthly plan to free users. I really couldn't like, like they do have a monthly plan right now that you can do, but it's like pay a certain amount, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but there's like a monthly fee associated with it. It's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, not because I'm like worried about the cost of it or anything, but just like if, if I want to make sure that there's a, a, a reasonable amount of income coming in at a, at a rate that I can at least make back that, that amount of money to pay every month to, to, to run a coffee that's on a monthly basis. But it sounds like they're going to make it for, available for free. So I'll be able to kind of revisit what the coffee is and, uh, and kind of adjust based off that. I know some of you guys were like, I would prefer it to be monthly. So I will try to get that to you once that is available. If it's not already available, I got to take a look at it. Um, PCFX stuff is more important to me right now, though. <laughs> Anyways, that's it though. Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great week. Bye.